0: Today on The John Inkerberg Show, we will take you to the beautiful Philippine Islands, where 109 million people live on 7,640 islands, and where over 120 different languages are spoken. We will also take you to the country of Mexico, where 127 million people live and 68 different languages are spoken. Jesus commanded Christians to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and make disciples of all the nations. But how can we obey Jesus when people in the Philippines speak over 120 different languages? Many are illiterate, and others don't have a Bible in their own language. And how can we reach people in Mexico when 127 million people speak 68 different languages and many are illiterate? And then there's the heartbreaking problem of the abandoned street children in both of these countries. In the Philippines, they range from three to 18 years of age and are living abandoned on the streets. While in the country of Mexico, 240,000 abandoned children live in some of the worst conditions in the world. These children are completely on their own and face lives of loneliness, prostitution, drug use, police harassment, and crime. Jesus said, If anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly, I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. Today, my guest is Morgan Jackson, director of Faith Comes By Hearing, who will tell you what happens when street kids and adults hear the Bible in their own language for the very first time on this edition of The John Ankerberg Show. Welcome to our program. I'm John Ankerberg, and my guest is Morgan Jackson, director of Faith Comes by Hearing, who's working with over a million churches overseas. Most of these people are nationals working in countries all around the world. And what are they doing? They're bringing audio proclaimers to them that have the Bible in the language of the people on it. These are people that have never had a Bible in their language before. There's 7,140 languages in the world, and there's still about 4,000 languages. We don't have a Bible in their language, and the translators are working as fast as they can to do this. Once they get a language translated, they print it in a book, and the translators have taken it out to this group that has never had a Bible, and they give them a printed book. They find the terrible surprise that 80, 90% of the people can't read their own language. And then they call this man. And Morgan Jackson is the director of faith comes by hearing and he makes these proclaimers and he sends out teams to record the audio of the languages that have been translated. He gets the people, the national people to do it and they put sound effects with it. And Morgan, I'd like you to show them what a Proclaimer looks like. I'm so glad that you're here. And today we're going to talk about the Philippines and Mexico, and I want to talk to you about the street kids, the thousands of street kids that are living in some of the worst conditions in the world today. But before we do that, I want
1: you to see what an audio Proclaimer looks like. Well, John, over 30 years ago, Wycliffe and Bible Societies began to come to us We were working in the United States with U.S. churches, uh, distributing audio Bibles about a million a year to U.S. families. And they came to us and said, what are you doing? You know, 90%, 99%, 50% of the people we work with can't read. We're distributing Bibles, and the Bibles come back without pages. And we ask, where are the pages? And they said, well, Pastor, you told us man cannot live by bread alone. And so we tear out a page from the Bible every day we put it in the soup and we eat it. They find Bibles hanging from rafters, to word of will, evil spirits. And so they came and said, can you help us? And so our team then began to record scripture in the mother tongue, initially on cassettes. But what we found is these people are so poor that oftentimes they could not afford batteries. And so it would be a choice between food or batteries. And so an engineer on our team, Mike Jane and my brother, created what we call a Proclaimer. It's a solar panel device. The batteries recharge 3,000 times. You can hear the whole New Testament a 1,000. If you don't have sun, you can crank it for 10 minutes, and you then can hear for 40. Six hours in the sun, and you can hear it for 10. The big one is powerful enough that a 1,000 people can hear it. It carries up to four languages, which in many of these communities is important. This is the one, though, that is the most popular on the streets of Mexico and in the Philippines. It's smaller. This one will get stolen on the streets. This one they can put in their pocket or a bag. It's loud enough that 100 people can hear it. Same thing, the battery recharges 3,000 times. Yeah.
0: I want to talk to the people about this. We're going to quickly take them to Mexico City, which they see behind you. And then we're going to talk about the Philippine Islands. And let's start with the Philippine Islands. According to the UN inhabitant, folks, there are over 20 million people living in slums in the more than 7,840 islands of the Philippines. In Manila, there's over 250,000 children that are living on the streets. Now... The last time we talked with you, we talked about the dumps. There's about 380 dumps in Manila alone, open dumps, and they pile the garbage up as high as you can go. We called one Smoky Mountain. We talked about it last time, and they had like 30,000, 40,000 people living in the dump. And we actually started churches with audio proclaimers in that dump. The dump got so big and the world got so mad about it, they closed that down and was, they covered it over they put a fountain there. And the people moved a little bit over and they came to another dump. And that dump is two, three times bigger than Smoky Mountain. And there's 82,000 people that were living in that dump. When I say living, they built little houses right there. They, they got their food there. They got the stuff they sold on the street there. It was two, three, four dollars that they made a day. And what closed down that little spot of 82,000 people is the dump got so high that it fell over and it killed 300 people. And so the world got mad and they closed that one down. But there's still a whole bunch of open dumps that are around Manila, not in the beautiful areas where the hotels are at, but on the outskirts. And what we're talking about is how do you reach all of these kids that are abandoned street kids and 20 million people living in the slums. The slums are called shanties. And there are some shanties that have 4 million people living in shanties that are just little houses like what you're seeing right here. Some of them are even smaller than this, just one little room. And they take their food, they get their, their livelihood. Everything is right there. And Morgan... How in the world
1: do audio proclaimers reach these kinds of people? Well, in the Philippines, what's interesting is as we start working in these communities, we have partners that began to bring the proclaimers in. And what they did is they said, if somebody in your church will start another listening group in their home, and again, these are in the slums and in the the dumps, we will provide a CD for you and for them to give to them to listen if one of the people in their group will start another group will provide a CD so nowadays that's on a micro SD card so when I went into this dump I'm sitting with 35 pastors and they're holding up these paper uh, graphs and one of them had over 2,000 people in some 200-plus groups that have been started this way, one with the Proclaimer and then all with these micro SD cards. And what they were telling me was that before they were so divided that they had no unity of voice. But now this whole group had over 50,000 people in their what I would call downline these people are now changed converted and so when they had an issue they went to the government as 50,000 people That's unified right. and the government they listened they got roads they got they showed me a clinic they showed me a school that was there because of the unity of their voice so the word of god first off brings unity then it brings transformation in the people now john you and i we're talking about. I had my Asia director, the chairman of the board of Asia, right. with us. And so he asked one of these pastors who had come to faith in Christ through listening. He said, Through the listening,
0: through through listening, in in a listening group, and he was listening to the audio proclaimer. And this is the last guy in the world that you would have ever thought would have listened (laughs) to the audio proclaimer and tell him why.
1: Well, and the guy, so he asked him, he said, okay, so what did the Word of God do to you? What changes?
0: And this, the guy that he was talking to, (laughs) your director was talking to a pastor.
1: So just, let's start with that. This is the pastor. Pastor. Now, again, this pastor has a sixth grade education, and the guy looks at my, my director, who comes from Hong Kong, and he pulls off his shirt. Yeah, the, the guy said, your, your director said, you know, what has the Word of God meant to you? <laughs>
0: the guy, to answer the question, pulls off his shirt and tell
1: him what he saw. And so he begins to point to tattoos, and he said, this is the tattoo I got when I killed this person. I got this tattoo when I raped this woman. I got this tattoo when I did this job and killed." And so his body was a living testimony to his sin. And he said, When I heard Scripture, Jesus Christ cut my heart. I repented, and now I am no longer killing and raping, but I am helping and bringing the gospel to people. So those are the, I mean, the testimony was in his body. Now, in the Philippines, the Bible Societies, Wycliffe and others we're working with are focused on the poorest areas. They're working on the slums. And when you go through, John, you and I have been in the Philippines, you're going through a slum area, you're stepping over the sewage. And uh, you're smelling it all the time. They're building on garbage. And it's hot. You drive on a road and I'm looking over on the side and it's starting to rain and I see small children. And they're putting sticks in the ground, and they're tying plastic to those sticks. And I asked other asking, guys are
0: burning tires, so you got smoke running up, you got rain coming down, yeah. everything.
1: So I asked them. I said, "What are these these children doing?" And they said, "Oh, those children have been abandoned on the streets, and they're trying to create a place out of the rain." And I just was like, "You're watching a five-year-old or a six-year-old that it's abandoned." Now I have a friend who just called me a couple of weeks ago. And he had told me about his work. He is working with these little orphanages that are throughout the world that just start up because a family has come to faith in Christ. They see an orphan on the street and they take them in. And pretty soon they have anywhere from 15 to 200 or 300 orphanages yeah, this living. This is
0: true in both the Philippines and in Mexico Mexico, City. City.
1: throughout the world. And so he was... He was bringing proclaimers because he used to work for us. And so everywhere he went, he, he takes He's proclaimers. Because yep. these street kids, when they come off the street, are completely illiterate and they're struggling. And he told me the story about Mark. He had sent me a picture. Yep. Mark was a young boy. I think he was maybe nine or ten. Nobody knows. Uh, he'd been abandoned on the streets as a three to four year old. This is the best they can figure. They brought him in. And when my friend Gary was this, this kid just latched on him, never had bonded, love, and he bonded just with followed him. him. And, and he loved Mark. So when he left, he emailed back to find out how was Mark doing. Yep. And they said, we think we're going to have to put him back on the streets. And he was like, what? Why? And they said, he's jealous, he's angry, and we're afraid he might hurt or even kill one of the other children. And we can't watch him all the time. Somebody gets something he wants he'll hurt them. And my friend Gary was just ho- broken Yes, he was. But he emailed again a month later thinking, how's Mark? Is he on the streets? And they sent him this picture of Mark holding a, a proclaimer this size. And they said, in the orphanage, we listen to Scripture every day. But they said, Mark sleeps with the Bible at night. And what's happened is it has so changed him that we do not have to put him on the streets. Now, what it showed me is here was Mark, rescued, had food, was being educated, was being loved. But until you could change the heart of this kid, none of that was enough. It had to come from Jesus Christ. And being illiterate, the only way was hearing. Now, what's a blessing for me right now today is that if somebody gives a gift of $500, they're going to sponsor one proclaimer. Now, on average, that's going to start four listening groups and about 100 people will hear the word of God. And so almost 100 people will come to faith in Jesus Christ. But we have an anonymous donor that just allows us to match proclaimer for proclaimer. So for every proclaimer one of your donors gives, they'll match it. Well, I was staying with a friend over this weekend and he loves John Ankerberg and he loves the word of God. And his statement, him and his wife said, we'll provide a third. So if somebody gives for one, we'll match Proclaimer for Proclaimer. So your gift of one, we'll provide three. And so Gary was calling me to say, Morgan, you know, these young people in these orphanages... He started talking about all the different he,
0: houses. That he, he said he They're,
1: they want to go out on the streets and they because not all the kids or people are willing to come off the streets. and And I'm providing them some small money to provide a hot meal. If they'll go out on the street provide a hot meal for 30 or 40 people. I'll pay for the hot meal. But they're saying, we're sharing Jesus with these people. Can we leave this behind? Because if we do, they'll gather together and listen. Just the small one. This is what works perfectly. Well, I had just got a video and photos from dumps in Mexico right. and from the streets of Mexico right. where another friend of ours, Craig, mm-hmm. has been going on the streets and that's all he does. He brings out to the, the dumps. And these guys don't even know each other but they, they've got the same, same kind of heart. And this is happening. We have so many people that are like this. They're right. going out among the poorest of the poor. And they're they're bringing them just a hot meal. They can't get them out of the dumps. There's not enough money. But they're just saying, let me bring you a hot meal and let me show you that somebody loves you. Let me hear your story. And what he's found is these small proclaimers and the Bible sticks. So you'll see that several have the Bible sticks. They'll actually use these for the individual families. Which has the whole New Testament on it in their language
0: and it's got little earphones that people can hear, listen and to. And it's it perfect silently. for them.
1: Or two people can listen to it, one on each side. That's phone. usually what happens. So what they do is they provide it to them, and as they hear the word of God, then they're transformed. And he was just talking to me about Maria. So I actually got to see Maria and hear her. In story. Mexico, right. So Maria is She's one of these children that was abandoned at three or four years of age. She was simply taken to a park and her folks left her. She doesn't know who her parents were. She has never seen them, met them, and on the streets is where she lived. And so as a small child of five, six, she was washing windows to get a few pesos. And so she's looking over at families with ice cream in the park. And so she became angry at God because she's saying, why has God allowed me to be this? So people are saying that God is a loving God, but here I am. And then others were telling her, if you do this wrong thing, God's gonna judge you. God's gonna t- put you in hell. And so she just became an atheist. She didn't believe in God. And that yet though she didn't believe in God, she was angry at God, living on the streets. She was abused and raped. She had several children. And one day while she was raped, her son was raped as well by the same group and in that moment she cried out to God and said I don't want to do this anymore I don't want to live I don't want my sons to live in this kind of situation help me and God answered her prayer because Craig came on the streets with a hot meal which she ate and he left her an audio Bible and as she began to listen with her sons When she heard Jesus on the cross dying and Him suffering, and He did nothing wrong, all of her anger turned into sorrow and and repentance and pleading with God to forgive her. And she just reached out to Christ, accepted Christ. And her statement was the same I've heard over and over again. From that day when I accepted Christ, I've had no want. And Craig then eventually hired her. She now makes the meals when they take them on the street. She has another man that she met on the street, Rohetio, who has come to faith in Christ, and the two of them are planning to get married. And she's listening to Scripture to learn how to be a mother and a wife, which she has never been, and has no model for, other than Scripture itself. And so she's talking about and when she's talking about Scripture, I'm gonna be this way, I'm gonna to submit to my husband. Well, the two of us are gonna be one. I'm no longer angry at my children and eating them and I'm now loving them and teaching them and listening to the Word of God. That's the kind of transformation that comes with the hearing of the Word of God. Right. Now, Jesus said, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. And, you
0: know, Paul said, you know, how are they going to hear unless somebody actually goes and preaches to them? And how are they going to go and preach unless somebody sends them? And this audio Bible can be sent by people that are listening to us right now. Some of the folks that you're listening uh, about these kids in both the Philippines and in Mexico, as well as adults, because you've got adults that are mixed in that are just in the slums. But my question to you is, have you ever led a person to the Lord yourself? If you will help us, Morgan, what happens if they provide a proclaimer How many does an average proclaimer, these are the worldwide statistics in all of the countries that we're in, the fact is when you hand out, or through the nationals, hand out these into tribes, into spots, into these slums, and so on, what happens? How many people hear it, and how many people come to know the Lord Jesus as their Savior?
1: John, typically a proclaimer is used in four groups, and on average 90 people will listen. Half of those 45 people will be new believers in Christ. And that goes for this one or it goes for this one. In the Philippines, on average, they will use it along with the micro SD cards or with those kind of tools to start 13 groups. So the average person we give a proclaimer to and some micro SD cards, they'll have 13 groups. Now, this reaches a family. But, John, when we're talking about some of the street kids and Maria and others, sometimes it's only five. There are times that it's not 90. Uh, Sometimes it's only five or ten people per proclaimer. And sometimes we have to replace the proclaimer two or three times until we get them off the streets because on the streets, these get stolen. Now, we have testimonies of when they get stolen. Those people come to faith in Christ. But still, it takes... It's not as many in that situation. But I think Christ would want us to to reach them. Yeah. Listen, folks,
0: I'm so glad that you joined us today. And this information is absolutely true, and it's wonderful. And it's wonderful what you've been doing to help. So I thank you for joining us this week. And I hope that you'll stay tuned because i got a personal word for you in just a moment.
1: Stay tuned for scenes from next week's program.
0: Well, thanks for joining me today. Why does the Lord Jesus want us to bring the gospel to the 109 million people who live in the Philippines and the 127 million people who live in Mexico? It's because he died for them and wants them to know him personally. And Jesus told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Today, I'd like to ask you, WOULD YOU BE WILLING TO SEND one, two, three, or 4 AUDIO BIBLES TODAY TO REACH ABANDONED CHILDREN AND ADULTS IN ONE OF THESE TWO NEEDY COUNTRIES WHERE MANY HAVE NEVER HEARD ABOUT JESUS? TODAY WE HAVE TWO VERY GENEROUS DONORS WHO WANT TO HELP US REACH THE PEOPLE IN THE PHILIPPINES AND MEXICO AND HAVE BOTH PROMISED TO MATCH EVERY AUDIO BIBLE THAT YOU GIVE TODAY. AND HERE'S HOW IT WORKS. IF YOU WILL GIVE A GIFT OF $500 FOR JUST ONE AUDIO PROCLAIMER, A SPECIAL DONOR WILL MATCH YOUR GIFT BY ADDING ONE MORE AUDIO PROCLAIMER FOR A TOTAL OF TWO AUDIO PROCLAIMERS. THEN ANOTHER SPECIAL DONOR WILL ADD ONE MORE AUDIO PROCLAIMER TO YOUR GIFT, SO YOU'LL ACTUALLY BE GIVING A TOTAL OF THREE AUDIO PROCLAIMERS. And IF YOU'LL GIVE A GIFT OF $1,000 FOR TWO AUDIO PROCLAIMERS, YOUR GIFT TODAY WILL BE MATCHED BY OUR TWO DONORS AND YOU'LL REALLY BE GIVING SIX AUDIO PROCLAIMERS. AND THEN IF YOU'LL GIVE A GIFT OF $2,000 FOR FOUR AUDIO PROCLAIMERS, YOUR GIFT WILL BE MATCHED BY BOTH OF OUR DONORS, AND YOU'LL BE GIVING, listen TO THIS, 12 AUDIO PROCLAIMERS. NOW, IF YOU WISH TO GIVE MORE AUDIO BIBLES, WHATEVER SIZE GIFT YOU GIVE, EACH AUDIO BIBLE WILL BE MATCHED BY OUR TWO SPECIAL DONORS. THEN If you can only give a gift of $30 for one micro SD card, your gift will also be matched by both donors. And you can provide three micro SD cards for people who can insert them into any cell phone, even if they are not connected to the Internet. And it will immediately let them hear the whole New Testament in their own language and allow them to watch the Jesus film. And if you give a gift of $60, your gift will be matched by both donors, and you can provide six micro SD cards. And then, third, if you want to provide one micro SD card and one Bible stick for a gift of $100, your gift will be matched by both donors, and you'll provide three micro SD cards and three Bible sticks. Now, Bible sticks are personal digital players. THAT ARE BATTERY-POWERED AND COME LOADED WITH AN AUDIO BIBLE AND EARPHONES SO THAT PEOPLE CAN LISTEN TO THE BIBLE PRIVATELY. BOTH THE MICRO-SD CARDS AND THE BIBLE STICK ARE VERY MUCH IN DEMAND. AND YOUR GIFT WILL ALSO HELP US PRESENT THE GOSPEL ON TV IN NEEDY COUNTRIES OVERSEAS. SO, IF GOD LEADS YOU TO PROVIDE ONE, TWO, THREE, OR EVEN FOUR AUDIO PROCLAIMERS TODAY TO REACH PEOPLE who HAVE NEVER HAD A BIBLE OF THEIR OWN IN THEIR OWN LANGUAGE, OR YOU WISH TO PROVIDE THREE MICRO SD CARDS TO PUT IN THEIR PHONES, ALONG WITH THREE BIBLE STICKS TO LISTEN TO THE BIBLE PRIVATELY. ALL OF YOUR GIFTS WILL BE MATCHED BY OUR TWO DONORS. NOW, IF YOU LIVE IN AMERICA, PLEASE CALL US RIGHT NOW AT 1-800-805-3030. WRITE THAT DOWN. IT'S one 800 805 3030. You may call that same number any day this week, 24 hours a day. Or you may give your gift at our website right now at jashow.org, where we have a secure place for you to give your gift. That's jashow.org. Then, for those of you that live in Canada, please call us at 1 866 746. 5803. That's one 746 5803 Or you may give your gift at our Canadian website at jashow.ca. That's jashow.ca. And folks, when we receive your gift, we will send you a receipt and a personal thank you. And I believe the Lord's going to use your gift to reach many, many
1: needy people. Next week on The John Ankerberg Show... Well, I found out that all the religions of the world are perhaps, in a shallow way, the same in the sense that they all talk about love and so forth. But fundamentally, when you compare them with Christianity, they are absolutely different And the reason for that
0: is because of the person of Christ.